0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree, and I don't know about you, but this emotional roller coaster of 2020 has been wearing me down in all sorts of ways from the loneliness of isolation to just lulling about my days trying to find a purpose in it all it's hard to find a way to be creative it's hard to find that spark that keeps us moving and transforming and adapting into ways that we do accomplish pleasure and accomplish inspiration and feed our souls and our sex lives. Today, I'm chatting with the chief conspirator of my favorite members-only club in New York City called NSFW. Now, this is an experience-driven community that helps members explore their sexual curiosities whether it is through physical play parties or whether it is by way of educational conversation. I am in awe of what this collective has achieved over the years that they've been active and Daniel who sits as the chief conspirator of the project is going to be on the line with us to talk all about how they're handling this pandemic and keeping sex lives Alive. Let's get to it. Oh, the fabulous Daniel Saint. Hello. Hello.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm so wonderful. Thank you for making time to be on the show today.
1: Yeah, of course. This is awesome. Thank you for having me
0: so cool it's kind of everything comes full circle here because if you are watching this on youtube and you do see that splashy intro of me having an orgasm against a wall well that was actually filmed (laughs) at daniel's place
1: (laughs) Uh, i gotta see that video now
0: (laughs) i know it's the intro to the show and it's so fabulous like you really should use it for other things too i i use it for other things as well you know
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: So Daniel, for all of our viewers that are watching and listening that may not be in New York City or reading any of the many articles that have come out featuring you and NSFW lately, can you give us uh, a bit of an introduction as to what NSFW is and how you're involved?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So NSFW is a new society for wellness. We're a private members club in New York that focuses on kind of sex and cannabis. And we try to provide people a safe, sex-positive space to explore, to discover, to meet new partners, to you know, discover new kinks, to discover new fetishes, to explore Tantra, all these things in sex. It's really kind of an adult playground. It's a, a place for you to learn about these things and enjoy these things and you know, try new things. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, you make it sound so simple. It's, it's so multifaceted, and what an undertaking to try and – Kind of guide people through exploring their sexuality or at least providing them a place to do it in today 's day and age, How did you get looped into this? Are you part of the original like creative team on this? I, don't, I actually don 't know
1: um, no, I actually created the company about five years ago.. Oh, wow. um, it was a time where I was looking for a community myself. you know I had recently had come out as bisexual and realized that that was something that I wanted in my life to have those type of connections and I would go to gay spaces and straight spaces and really didn't find anything that kind of brought my two worlds together. So NSFW in many ways was just kind of a way to create that and give that to more people. Um, And in the process, like, you know, attracted both sides of the communities and bisexuals alike and now kind of have this kind of fairly fluid play zone to enjoy and, and discover.
0: And there have been multiple play zones. So you're saying this is a five-year-old operation, but how many clubhouses have you had?
1: (laughs) Um, We've had five, only one that we were, you know, evicted from, you know, because of uh, police. (laughs) So that was not too bad. Um, Yeah, we've had five clubhouses. We keep growing as the membership grows. So, you know, we kind of, you know, outgrow a space and then realize we need a space for 50 or 100 or 200 people at a time. And We've just kept growing as the membership's grown.
0: Yeah and that's typical of New York anyways to have to kind of move to a new place every year. When I lived there literally that's what I did was every year I was in a new apartment in a new home and uh, people have followed you. How many members do you have going now?
1: Um, we currently have 5,000 members when you count all couples. Um, I think we're going to probably reach 6,000 before the end of the year. Uh, a lot of people coming to the digital stuff that we do which has been really good but Also just using it as a place to find partners during quarantine, which for a lot of people is difficult. Um, So yeah, it's growing and it continues to grow. And uh, now it's a little bit more international. So we have members in other countries and stuff. And the goal is to open more clubhouses, open more spaces, give people access to this everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's just going to keep growing. Seriously, I I see that happening. Uh, It's controversial, however, to be hosting any kind of a party during this pandemic. I'm sure you've heard all kinds of reactions to, you know, sharing that news with people that, yeah, you guys are still open and, you know, hosting events. How on earth has that been? What have been the challenges? What are the safety measures?
1: I mean there's definitely been serious challenges we actually just went back to closing again <laughs> uh, we've been following the wave so for us it's like we open when you know the infection rate is at a certain percentage if it stays around one percent to two percent then it's a little bit safer for us to open if it's at three percent or higher you know we all have to shut down so um, we were open for a few months from June uh, till just this past weekend uh, and it was great it was like you know no more than 50 people at a time indoors and Kind of a really good experience for the people who were able to come um a lot of the events were smaller which was good as well um but now with kind of closing back down again we're just waiting it out we're hoping that this wave is shorter than the last one we're hoping that you know new york city kind of opens things up again and allows us to be open um but for now we're just focusing on digital and getting people onto there which has grown well and does well and yeah we're just kind of excited to host digital play parties for a bit yeah and then slowly work on, you know, whatever comes next. We're just, yeah. we're riding it like everyone else.
0: Yeah, just riding this out. It's, it's wild to see how a sexual event, a, an event based on interacting and meeting other people and, and having that physicality, it's strange to picture it actually transferring to a digital platform and a digital experience so well. But I mean, what has surprised you about it? What actually has been uh, a lovely surprise in this?
1: I mean, we've had some really interesting moments. So when we started the digital parties, um, I was in SXM. I had gotten kind of trapped on the island of uh, St. Uh, Martin <laughs> and couldn't kind of get back to New York. So we started the digital parties while I was there. Yeah. And at one of the parties, there was this girl who was on. and She's like talking about you know where she was. And she's like, oh, I'm in SXM. And I'm like, wait, that's so crazy. Like you're in the same like you're somewhere on this island she's like yeah I'm, I'm here i'm like where are you staying and she's like getting nervous so i was like no no but like where are you on the island because i'm here too and it ended up being she was our next door neighbor and oh she God. was a new yorker who had been a member of nsfw had no idea i was down there but came to the digital party yeah. and then like immediately were like hey <laughs> you're here this worlds is awesome.
0: collide on the other you know so far away i love that
1: yeah so things like that have been great and i also think for a lot of couples who've been curious about going to a play party, or individuals who've been, you know, apprehensive or scared of going to a party alone, it gives them the opportunity to get a kind of taste of the mm-hmm. event itself and meet other couples and meet other single people and, you know, get playful on camera and, and have fun mm-hmm. with that. You know, and I think for a lot of people, you know, there is that desire to be uh, exhibitionist, to show off, and to kind of be in front of people, and it gives them a way to do that in a safe environment, their home, they feel most comfortable, and they can still feel sexual through this and i think that's been really important um plus yes the idea of like getting ready for something was like very novel to people <laughs> during mm. this virus like i have to get ready and and go out like was it an option
0: right. um,
1: so this kind of gave people something to get ready for yeah. um, which i think mentally it just helps you like feel like you know there's something to look forward to or there's something to do or there's you know, some reason for me to put on some lingerie and shave my legs or whatever else you want to do to feel sexy. Um, At the same
0: time, it's like, how cool is it that there's this other tier of experience available to people? And uh, I would imagine if they don't feel like turning their cameras on, that is permitted, right? They're able to kind of voyeur and have that uh, opportunity available to them, which, you know, could be another beautiful way of taking it easy and easing your way into exploring this side of yourself.
1: No, totally. And I think that's a big element of it. It's that ability to, you know, kind of watch and be the exhibitionist and enjoy, you know, the experience of it, or to, you know, actually participate and be a part of um, what everyone else is seeing. Right. And, you know, as our our host goes through, and as people get more comfortable throughout the night, you start seeing highlighted videos of people in their rooms and their homes. And there's there's something so sexy about that of just being like you're kind of like inside of you know someone's home in a sense, and <laughs> inside their bedroom in a very intimate way. It actually feels more intimate than the parties themselves Yeah. Um, because now it's like we have this window into everyone yeah. um, and because of that we had to come up with new rules to like advise people on how to like present their homes.
0: Oh good point I mean yeah. you're very atmospheric over there at the NSFW clubhouse.
1: Yeah yeah creating the atmosphere for everyone else and how to like film in a sexy way or, or you know create this content um, you know comfortably but yeah we, we learned early on we're like you know No, like, superhero pajamas for the one guy who decided to wear superhero pajamas. Like, you wouldn't wear that at the clubhouse. Like, don't wear it
0: on camera. No kidding. But in a way, I would feel like the security guard in the sexiest shopping mall in the world. Like, not to say I'm out here purchasing people, but just that idea of having all these cameras up where everyone is feeling comfortable, at least the ones that have their cameras on, to share and play and present. Like, what an interesting uh, development and way that you've kind of dealt with this pandemic because of it. Like, it's its just masterful. I'm so impressed.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been something where it's like unexpected, like it was yeah. unexpected that it would, you know, take off or people would be into it. You know, there was always that idea of like, oh, I can't imagine anyone going on camera and, and being naked who's like not someone who is, is doing it in a certain way or or is familiar with that, you mm-hmm. know, someone who has done that before or is comfortable with that. Um, for these people to like, just kind of, I don't know, just come to this space and be like, all right, we're gonna fuck on camera. <laughs> like, okay, we're gonna do this. I think that's been the most interesting um, and also like the outlet never existed before or it hasn't existed in this way like you can kind of get front naked in front of strangers if you want to go on a campsite or anything else like that and there's that opportunity but yeah where it's like such a group of people there collectively to share just with that group like i don't think that has been around in this that's way
0: that's why it's such a good gateway for you know folk that want to explore that side of themselves right it's it's a it's a beautiful opportunity that you've placed in in people's hands so in, uh, in regards to this CAM4 Masters series, I'm hearing about, seeing about, and, uh, and really just cycling through on especially my social media, I'm seeing it being promoted everywhere. What is this series all
1: about? Um, so Master series is something we developed here at the Clubhouse. It's um, various classes that we offer to members. Um, The classes are designed to teach them about everything in sex. So Mm -hmm. for Master Series, we are covering everything from female anal pleasure to squirting to um, BDSM subdom play, pup play. We're literally going through some of the most popular things that we've taught here at the clubhouse and making it available to a wider audience on Camp 4 Uh, And the partnership has been great. The shows themselves are shoppable. We have like a partnership with Extreme Restraints. So everything that you're seeing that are being used, everything can be purchased. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's been really, really fun. It's like, it's kind of bringing, you know, that sex positivity, that message of, you know, you should be pursuing a better sex life and sexual health should be a higher priority in your life because it's yeah. not there. It's taking that and making it available to a much wider audience who can, get it for free on camp four can, you know, tune in at NSFW live on camp four and kind of get these little, I don't know, it's still a little peek into the clubhouse that yeah. a lot of people can't access. And we've always been wanting to give them more accessing and, and make that available out there. So camp four gave us the opportunity and yeah we've loved it so far. (laughs) uh,
0: Online classes are a thing now so obviously this kind of a class should also be available. How did you decide what uh, specific lessons or what's on the curriculum like female anal play or whether it's rope tying like how did you decide what that program was going to look like?
1: A lot of it comes from the membership and things that they're asking for. Um, When we first you know kind of came into the pandemic we took all our classes and we we asked the members like, what should we provide you? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them voted on stuff. Um, some of it is based off of what masters we still have in New York. Cause these episodes are filmed here in the clubhouse. So we need mm-hmm. people who are nearby. So a lot of people left, like a lot of people exited New York city. A lot of people who were, you know working with us for years are now back home in you know Oklahoma or Florida or California or wherever else they went to so some of it is based off of like what pool of instructors do we have now yeah. and what type of lessons can we provide um, but I don't know I think each one has been its own kind of unique experience in creating it and developing it we do two shows a night so like the first show and the second show differ very greatly too wow. in terms of what the performers are doing or, or you know what they're working on with their subs so um yeah, I think it's really just what people are looking yeah. for.
0: You're like a broadcast studio over there.
1: You're trying. That's a great
0: way to keep busy, right? <laughs> we are
1: we are very much trying. And even for like the new clubhouses, we've we do a lot of production here during the week of like adult content and OnlyFans content and just kind of make it available for members to use to shoot. Mm-hmm. But it's a big part of it. It's like being able to create that content even through the pandemic keeps, you know, the brand out there. Keeps people aware of the clubhouse and I think One thing with the pandemic that we're seeing a lot more of is more people with OnlyFans, is people producing their own content and a lot of these people building really, really big audiences and needing more space to produce. So what we envision for the other clubhouses is that they will become hubs for that during the week. And then on the weekends, it becomes like this place for the membership to enjoy an experience.
0: Totally. Totally. You know, Daniel, I've noticed, especially on your social media, you put a lot of focus on the mental health aspect of this pandemic and isolation. And you and I have talked about this at length because last time I was in New York City, I had expressed to you that I was dealing with some of the really negative effects of isolation. And we actually had a really lovely eight-handed massage that night that really brought me back to being around other people. And it was emotional and it was essential. Like you don't realize how far you can slip away from a happy mind state until something like this comes along. Why are you uh, really focusing your lens so much on the mental effects of it?
1: Well, I think, you know, people want people to be safe, people want people to be healthy. I think that, you know, with COVID and you know the lockdowns and the things that we have kind of had to experience, you know, those things help reduce the dangers of COVID, but ignore the dangers of loneliness, ignore the dangers of lockdown isolation. And when we start looking at those dangers, especially as to how they apply to kind of our core membership, which is mostly millennial, we're looking at higher rates of depression, higher rates of anxiety, uh, less of a a, a trust that the future is gonna be positive and good. Um, Heading into Christmas, we're looking at a time where a lot of LGBT members of our community are dealing with broken families and and not being able to reconnect in that way. Um, Solo members are kind of dealing with this isolation alone and not really sure how to kind of move forward and I think just hearing their stories as this was happening and those fears and just knowing that that's just going to amplify things like suicide, things like alcoholism, things like drug abuse, things like depression and other things that have lasting effects. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we, we ignore the real problems that are coming from this, that we we aren't really fully understanding and, and how dangerous that is specifically to millennials and to people who need yeah. connection. We are social beings. We need that connection. So Um, for me, the mental health aspect personally, like I feel those things, I feel those ways and knowing that I have a place to go to or community or, you know, a space that feels safe or at home or where I feel connected, like helps me get through that. You know, even if it's one day that I choose to do that, it's at least that one little thing that I need to keep going, uh, in a lot of ways. So, um, for me, it was definitely something personal, just dealing with my own, you know, issues with depression and and stress in the past, um, for the membership, it's more, feeling that pain, you know, feel, and being empathetic to that pain and to that isolation and to what that means long-term for a lot of us. Yeah. You know, not everyone's ready to put their lives on pause and just wait two years. You know, there has to be this kind of bounce. And I think the mental health issue is the one thing that is most impactful for me. So it's mm-hmm. the one I'm most concerned about because, yeah, I would never want to see someone lost in this, not yeah. because of COVID, but because of the other effects that we don't really pay attention to or, or think about.
0: We're going to be so changed by this. And it's hard to know what that change is going to look like, how it's going to move us forward or backward in this world, right? That's, that's the thing. But trying to gauge your present self, how you're feeling right now is so essential. And I know I avoided it as long as I could. I didn't yeah. want to go inward and see how I was feeling about, you know, all of the changes and restrictions to every way that I was living my life before. But it's something that we need to do. Yeah. You
1: got to yeah. check in, check in. <laughs> especially during this time. You have to check in, definitely check in with other people. And, you know, it, it is an important time to still consider your sexual health. Mm-hmm. Um, sexual health is directly connected to your mental health. It's so yeah. directly connected to you know, your ability to reduce stress and anxiety. And, you know, if you're going through another lockdown, like here in New York, we're, right, we're like second lockdown, you know, mm-hmm. we're going into another couple of months of like isolation again and, and this kind of feeling of, um, you know, that dread, (laughs) the dread that comes in. So, you know, if you're going through that, it it is important to find ways to connect, safe ways to connect, you know, smart ways to connect, but don't just isolate. You know, don't just lock yourself away. Um, Really outreach and and really connect uh, in any ways that you can through this
0: period. And I know that it's so it's strange to want to be sexually explorative at this time because so many people go, well, I can't be physical with others. You know, I can't go out and actually try out some of these things or look to seek out physical encounters that will give me the chance to see if this is my thing or not. But we have so much time alone with ourselves, there is this great opportunity to go inward and maybe, you know, whether it's exploring a new kind of porn or buying a new kind of sex toy, do you think that enough people are taking this time to examine uh, their sexual curiosities?
1: Um, I definitely think there's been an increase in people exploring things and kind of seeing what else there is. I feel like, especially, you know, within our our age group, you're finding a lot more people looking to be more explorative and incorporate some more things into the bedroom. So it's not, you know, it it doesn't become stale or boring, or now that they're seeing their partners more, they are having more sex, they're having sex more often. I think that's definitely a trend of this. Um, So exciting. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I I also feel like, I don't know, it was strange kind of going through this period, right? So, you know, we started five years ago, and sex clubs five years ago were kind of thought of in a certain way. And there was definitely a stigma that was attached to them. Um, But going through covid the amount of attention we had on kind of every single thing that we did, um, whether it was like closing down or reopening or launching virtual and doing all this other stuff, it just showed that there's such an interest in sexual exploration. There's such an interest in like finding these sex positive spaces or finding places where people can kind of explore in a safe way. And I, I I think that's what I I kind of appreciated most about what's been going on is like, it really did make a lot of people say, that's normal, you know, like going to a place like NSFW is normal, going, you know, having sex virtually is normal, these things are okay. And I didn't, you know, the media wasn't like that before, you know, and I think a lot of, a lot of this has just brought that more to the forefront, which has been exciting, Um, but it's also made people kinkier, you know, do you, do you see that <laughs> developing
0: yeah do you see that developing further i mean i don't i don't want to say that hey now trump's out of office yeah everything's going to be glorious but do you see this trend of maybe accepting sexuality and the exploration of it do you see it going a little more that way am i being too optimistic
1: i see it going more that way and i think what we're going to experience is similar to what we experienced in the 1920s when we you know kind of got through the spanish flu um, you know, we had this moment of the Roaring Twenties. You had a revival of, of sex and, and scandalous things and naughty things that weren't around at that time. Yeah. People were so pent up and you had this sudden like boom of energy that came. And I think that's what we're going to see. Like we're going to kind of go through 2020, 2021, and towards the end of that, as the vaccines available, as people feel more safe to go out, as they return back to entertainment, I think focus on sex is going to become a bigger, bigger part of that. And we're going to yeah. see that spread to more places. Um, I also think like just, you know, the simple fact that so many people have kind of moved to OnlyFans and to other platforms and sexuality is kind of being more accepted. And we're, we're seeing people being more, you know, open with yeah. that kind of conversation. I, I think that'll all help. Yeah. Um, we've just gone through a massive trauma, not just, you know, the coronavirus, but four years of Trump that yeah. have kind of put us in a place where we are can see how we can push things forward. We can see how we can be progressive and to push these ideals forward. We know the enemies or we know the people who are gonna prevent that. And collectively, I think we're moving for a lot of more of these progressive initiatives and sex will definitely be on the forefront of that.
0: Sex is revolutionary. You know, sex it, is revolutionary. it always will be, it, it always will be. It's where revolution is born and it's how revolution is enacted. It, truly, that's revolution.
1: Totally. Yeah. Totally. totally.
0: Daniel, how have you changed by this pandemic?
1: Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I had like early on in this, I had so many like personal things that happened, mm. you know, like I, I went through a breakup and I was dealing with like, you know, friendships that were feeling very strained. And it was just a lot of things that hit me all at once. Yeah. Um, you know, at the same time, like, you know, my, I, half my family is Jehovah Witness and very, very devout and sees the coronavirus as a sign of the end and think like the end of the world is here and like they're preparing. So, you know, they're not talking to me (laughs) because I'm like, you're the worst person (laughs) possible. And it's like, I have this disconnection from family there. And then on the other side of my family, it's all police officers and they're all major Trump supporters. And, you know, they're not seeing systematic racism as it impacts their own family and and people who are their own color. And they're not seeing that. And it was just like this divide. So it was like, you know, personal relationships were strained. Friendships were strained, family was strained. And all the while, like my community was there, you know, all the while these people who I were strangers before yeah. and, you know, are just, just, <laughs> Hey, you want to come to my house and fuck? You know, like it's yeah. very <laughs> strange. <laughs> just like call it, you know, feel it's a community, but it's like this, I, this, this community was there, you know, yeah. and even as I was going through these things that felt very like, it's another one, you know, it's like just another, like fuck. It's like another thing, another thing, another thing. They were there, they supported up me, and they've supported this vision of what we're trying to create. And I don't know, I think I've I've become I've I've gained more faith in what I'm doing is right. I've gained more faith in believing that this is a mission and this is something that can be available to many, many people and you know, thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions. I, I, I feel more firmly established in, you know, if all else fails family, friends, partners, you know, if all else, like, fails, like, there's this thing that got my back. <laughs> you know, and, and, why, and,
0: and just to, just to, to press on that a little bit further, why do you think that is? Is it that, is it that this is a, a space, an operation that thrives in uh, sexual freedom? Like, is that what it is that people want to be in support of and also need to be attached to for their own uh, self-satisfaction? Like, what, what is that, that,
1: um i don't know i think it's it's a it's a new a unique space to be in uh for a lot of people it is their first experience and something that they've always wanted to do i think there's a connection to the space that comes from that and knowing that other people share these thoughts other people share these ideals other Mm -hmm. people want you know us to be more empathetic or be more compassionate or practice kindness and try to implement that into our personal lives and sex lives and things like that i think for a lot of people, it's what they've been looking for for a long time. So there is this desire to keep it going and to keep it safe and to be a part of the community that we have. Um, you know, I, am I think it's just like we all put love into this. Yeah. You know, we all really do put a lot into NSFW to make it keep going and survive and, and grow. Um, and I think certain people just feel that. And that's been, yeah, that's, that's the one thing that I've appreciated most because it's not always easy to have, you know, people in your lives. It shows how
0: important sex is in the life experience and leading one that we are satisfied with and hopefully proud of.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: That's a big part of it. Okay, so Daniel, people are at home jerking off like crazy right? They can't stop. People are probably masturbating way more than they ever have in their life. I mean, I am. Uh, Is there anything they should be aware of in regards to maybe I'm taking this too far? Is there a number of how many times they climax a day that they they need to worry about?
1: I mean, I've never hit a limit, so I don't know. (laughs) like keep it under 12 i guess (laughs) i mean look i i I think masturbation is extremely important right now you need that regular release of endorphins you need that regular release of you know just release i think we all need release right now um i don't i don't know like yeah (laughs) don't don't uh wear anything out but keep going (laughs) good and you yeah if you're feeling all right yeah enjoy it you know, find one of those toys that connects to other partners, like connect to people and do like video chatting and enjoy like some play like that. There's always ways that you can make it just not a solitary thing, but also something that's shared. So um, yeah, if you can make your masturbation something you can share, <laughs> do it. <laughs>
0: and do it. There's so many toys available where you can literally be on the other side of the globe from somebody. Well, I think they can reach that far. I don't know. I, I, I gave a good attempt to one and it was like UK to Canada. Oh, nice. Wildly Very cool. successful.
1: So, I yeah, think I've the not- app-based ones are good, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's really, really impressive ones out there. Uh, how else have you seen New York, uh, enjoy or uh, look, the thing is New York always perseveres. Okay. That's what I find. It's like, you can try and push New Yorkers down. You can try and take all of that drive and all of that beautiful aggression of the city and give them the worst situation to deal with. And they'll find a way to overcome it. Have you seen people or elements of the city refusing to be darkened or dampened by this pandemic? Like people blasting music in the streets. Like, tell me what New York is like through this.
1: Um, I don't know, it's like developing this really interesting underground scene that uh, Mm. hasn't been here in a long time. I feel like we're a little bit part of that underground, but there's definitely parties and events and things that people are attending and going to. I think a lot of New Yorkers have just taken to getting out of the city, honestly. Like there's definitely more of an escape to, you know, the Catskills or to Poconos or, Connecticut and other spots so we've seen an exodus for those who are here um I don't know honestly the protest brought about so much like I the, the when the protest fell was like kind of a good time for COVID because people were getting into that state of like not leaving and then all of a sudden you had thousands of people on the street and thousands of people reconnecting and I think that energy of the protest kind of pushed a lot of what was happening in the underground where you started seeing things pop up and being outside concerts or outside parties or outside fun things um i definitely got invited to a play party that was like outside and i was like oh, it's really <laughs> it's really interesting how, you figured out how to do an after a play party so but, people are people are figuring it out i think yeah. there's a lot more play happening in private residence and and people kind of coming together in that way which i think is great i think without you know all of the sex parties running and everything going on, people are still figuring out how to connect and how to play. Um, and they're just being you know, responsible by keeping it small, which is good. So the vibe is still very much alive. Um, we just have to get through the winter.
0: I'm coming. Don't worry. You sold me. I Boom. I know.
1: Done. It's going to be so good. I
0: can't wait. I can't wait to see you. And I can't wait to just roll all of my luggage into NSFW. You guys are stuck with me. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Daniel, for everyone who's fallen madly in love and is just so enchanted by everything that you are, how do they get in touch and learn everything about NSFW?
1: Um, just ns-fw.com. You can search NSFW Club or visit us on Instagram at wearethenSFW. Um, and those are the best ways to get in touch with us.
0: Oh, just keep doing what you're doing everything keep is going. making us feel good thank we're
1: you we, we're gonna keep going orgies oh. it can only be 10 people right now but we're still gonna try doing
0: <laughs> it feels so good daniel thank, <laughs> thank you, you. so much for today thank you thank you i'll see you very soon and everyone else hope you enjoyed this episode of licked and loaded big thanks to Pam for welcome we'll catch you next time